Let's face it, America right now, at this very time, is in mortal danger of collapse. Ever since our nation was defrauded by the smooth-talking, fast-acting Barack Hussein Obama, our freedoms in America have been significantly curtailed. We are just not the country that we once were when it comes to freedom. And right now, we are in a state of rapid decline. Say what you want, think what you please, but the current Democrat communist regime does plan to dismantle our constitution and to completely remake America into something very different, something that we never bargained for. Unfortunately, morality and morale in our nation is at an all-time low, and these continue to rapidly erode. In short, America is in trouble. You're listening to Unity Without Compromise with Dr. Steve LaTulip on America Out Loud Talk Radio. If you are asked what current threats to our liberty must be confronted and defeated in order to guarantee our freedom in America, what would you say? I imagine you'd get as many answers to this question as there are American citizens. On the other hand, a great many of us conservatives would likely have a whole heap of overlapping answers. But we do tend to bark up the tree of our own pasture. If I was to ask a certain person with a certain job description or a certain bent in life, uh, say, for example, a military man, and I asked him, what should we do to guarantee our freedom? He might state that we really need a strong and very disciplined military force. And he wouldn't be wrong in stating this because a strong military force is essential to protect us from our foreign enemies. A strong military force means that we do need well-trained, intelligent, and physically fit people in our fighting forces. We don't need an effeminate force that is now being produced. We need alpha males and maybe even alpha females, people who can get the job done. We need people with strong minds and patriotic resolve. You don't go into battle wondering if you should be there or not. You go into battle with purpose. We don't need people who will refuse to stand for the national anthem, who bend a knee in protest. We don't need wimps with entitlement issues. A strong military is critical to a strong nation. But what are we seeing happen right now? We are actually seeing our military being emasculated. They have lowered the fitness standards. They are being forced into critical race theory training. They have been brainwashed in such a way to weaken both their minds and their body. And that is happening right now. This is no coincidence. It's very much a part of the plan to take down our nation state. So the military man who suggests that a strong and disciplined military force is essential to guarantee our freedom in America really is making a bold and true statement. If the same question were 
asked of a businessman, he might say that we need a very strong economy. We have to build a strong infrastructure. We need to revitalize American businesses. And he too would be right in his claim. I mean, look at what our former president did. He was first and most a businessman. President Trump did an outstanding job at running this country because of his business acumen. He intended to build a big, beautiful wall, and he did start to build it, and it would actually have been completed by now, if not for the heavy opposition from the communist Democrat regime that opposes him at all times. The wall was built with American steel by American workers, and that is good business. That's the kind of business that builds a strong economy. The small businessman actually built America, and things, quote, made in America were actually built with pride and with quality. Businesses mean jobs, and unemployment was at an all-time low when businesses were taxed less by Obama, or correction, by President Trump, and they were allowed to be more productive. We had a strong economy, stronger than we had seen maybe forever, and that is vitally important in the creation of a strong nation. So the businessman would be right in stating that we need a strong economy to build America and to guarantee our ongoing freedom as individuals in America. If you were to ask a physician what current threats must be defeated to guarantee a free America, and I have personally asked a few physician friends, they would likely say we need to stop the experimental vaccine program because it's killing and maiming a whole lot of people. That is a true statement, by the way. The gene juice experiment is a rather lethal vaccine. It has killed more people than all other vaccines combined, and the side effect profile is not good. Of course, Americans are not being told this. The facts are being hidden as well as they can. But it's become an obvious fact. The gene shot is not necessarily good for your health. And we have yet to see the full side effect profile from this vaccine. But what also are we seeing? What I am seeing is a lot of other people being encouraged to get vaccinated globally. And why would anyone do that? Don't we all have the same evidence isn't the truth being exposed? Well, maybe it's not, or maybe people are not listening, or maybe people are just listening to the mainstream media and getting all the false information. But when a physician claims that we need a good healthcare system, of course, good health is important to the strength of, an, of a nation. A good physician can do an awful lot of good in promoting a healthy lifestyle. Good physicians actually do evaluate the real science and act accordingly. But so many are now hired hands and they no longer 
are running hospitals. And what do we have? We have a failed system. Wealthy CEOs hoping to become more wealthy are the ones who are actually running hospitals and the entire medical system. And they pay doctors now to a large extent, and therefore doctors are no longer free to speak. In fact, if they want job security, they have to toe the party line. This places physicians in a very, very challenging situation. But still, a good physician would be right in saying that good medicine is crucial to making America strong. That is not a false statement. However, let's go further. Ask a parent what would be essential to defeat in order to guarantee our freedom as Americans. While a parent might claim that a good education for our children is critical, so is safety from harm. And also important are fair and fun athletic programs. Good parents actually think about raising good kids so that their children actually have a future. Good parents don't want to have to worry about their children being exposed to sexual perverts in bathrooms in public places or in sports locker rooms. They want a safe environment for their children. They want a nurturing environment for their children. And they want schools that are going to prepare their children to be able to participate actively in their future as adult Americans. Good, good parents want their children actually to have opportunities to grow up strong and healthy. So the parent would be absolutely right in declaring that the battle for a safe environment is critical, as is also the importance of a good education. But what do we see? Just the opposite. Think about it. Even in kindergarten, our young children are being exposed to sexually perverse dogma, teaching that homosexuality is okay, that the LGBTQIA movement is normal. Nothing could be farther from the truth. The LGBT movement destroys people. Many People who participate in that doctrine are pretty messed up people, if we can be totally honest. Likewise, children exposed to critical race theory are being told that they are either grossly inadequate or grossly superior based on skin color. This is the core of Marxism. Destroy the population, destroy integrity, destroy that inner sense of value that comes from God, and then you have broken down a human soul. And the broken human soul is a soul that can be controlled, regulated, subjected to slavery and oppression. And that's exactly their goal. So the good parent has a strong case for the battles that must be fought to make America great to ensure freedom survives. And now what if we ask the question, the same question, what battle must be won and fought to sustain a free America? If I asked a 
retired elderly person, they might suggest that Medicare reform is needed because without health care resources, the elderly do die younger. It is a fact that Obamacare actually crippled medicine. It is a broken system. And the broken system is ever more broke. It did exactly the opposite of what Obama claimed, that it would save the healthcare system. Access to health care has been more challenging for more people since Obamacare was instituted. But access to health care really is not a God-given right, although many would probably claim that it is. But it is essential to living a higher quality life and to longevity. So I would actually give kudos to the retired elderly person that claims that Medicare reform is essential, that healthcare availability to the elderly is very important. Winning the battle for good healthcare is very important. And the older you get, the more important it is. Let's be honest. But are these the critical values that must be fought for? Are they the critical battles that must be won to ensure a free America? I'm not quite sure. You see, whether you are a liberal or a conservative, that will likely influence your answer to these questions. Although it seems that freedom is quite a low priority for the liberals right now, at least while they're still enjoying their freedom. But let's be honest, the winds of freedom have already begun to change. We are becoming accustomed to being told what to do. That is, we are being indoctrinated as a mass of American people. Wearing masks, for example, when flying has become a norm and has become an accepted norm for almost everybody. I can personally say that I have not flown in an aircraft since the mask mandate was put into place, and nor will I ever fly on a plane as long as those mask mandates are in place. I refuse to accept the norm, but if I were still practicing medicine in a medical facility, I would still be coerced into wearing a mask. No, I never did wear a mask in my clinic, neither did my staff, and no, there was no harm done as a result of that, simply because masks are worthless. However, liberals believe just the opposite. They have swallowed the Kool-Aid, they have been drunk with lies, and they now accept it and live according to these false rules, to the propaganda that is destroying their souls. Many people have also taken the experimental gene shot without giving a second thought to the consequences. They didn't understand that this could be a maiming vaccine, so-called vaccine, that it could even take their lives and look at the data that is now accumulating. And the data is far from out. As the, as the effects of this gene shot uh, continue to be revealed, we will likely see more consequences from people that have been vaccinated who did not even have any adverse side effects 
They were the lucky ones, but they are not in the clear yet. I certainly believe that more will unfold with regard to the vaccine. But liberals seem happy to go along with the socialist Marxist rhetoric. And unless they are radicalized and do whatever they want, such as Antifa, they will be more than willing to follow along, to obey, to submit to a government that tells them exactly what they can and cannot do. On the other hand, if you're a conservative, you are probably getting pretty fed up with all uh, every bit of the coercion, every bit of the mandates, the most recent um, threat of people going door to door to recruit uh, new people to be vaccinated is a direct threat on your freedom. But so many conservatives are still obedient, still submissive, still passive. You see, conservatives tend to be more agreeable and less likely to rock the boat, even in the face of injustice. Yes, it's about time to say no to false teachings. It's time to speak up and oppose evil, just as we are seeing with some parents opposing critical race theory, opposing the sexual immorality that is being taught at such a tender young age and perverting the minds, poisoning the minds of our youth. It's time to say, I refuse to allow my children to be indoctrinated. It's time to be a parent. It's time to be a strong business person. And it is time to take a stand for a strong military and for a strong country and for good medicine and for true science. It's time to resist pseudoscience, to resist the, the stupefying mandates that are putting us into a zombie-like mode of obedience. We have to arise and take a stand. Yes, there are battles that need to be fought. There are battles that need to be won, and a few of those battles, if they are not recognized, if they are not fought and won, will result in the total destruction of America, and that time is not far off if we don't turn things around. If I were to ask you today, what do you think are the battles that must be won to save America, what would you say? What would you raise as a banner to defend and to change, to support, and to fight against? It's a very important question because we as a nation are truly right now at the crossroads. We are a very divided nation. Perhaps we have never been so divided in all of our history, except maybe during the Civil War. But I think that the stakes for America's future are even higher now. The risk of a divided union is greater now than it ever has been in the history of America. We are most certainly a two-party system in America, but the parties 
are no longer Democrats and Republicans. Unfortunately, the party, the dividing line between the parties is between patriots and communists. Let's call it what it is. The Democrat Party is not democratic. The Democrat Party is Marxist, socialist, and ultimately communist in their mindset. Just like the practice of good medicine, if we are going to determine the real issues that will save America, we really have to analyze the data to weigh the evidence, to determine what the real threat is, and then to test our theories in such a way that we know what we are actually fighting for. We know why we are fighting. We know how the enemy is going to think and act. And then we need to come up with a strategy to oppose it. We have to do our best to confer the good health, the physical and mental health of every American citizen. And that good physical and mental health derives only from freedom. As we clearly see, the evidence does show that America is under attack. The Biden regime is hell-bent on destroying America. Look at the data. Liberal school unions teaching Marxism. Biden threatening the American people against challenging any of his dictates. And these dictates are given to him by whom? Because Biden is not in control of America. Who is playing the puppet strings for Joe Biden? Who is instructing Joe Biden what to say, what to do, what acts to sign into law, what decisions to make across the pond? Who is really behind Joe Biden? I do not believe it is Jill Biden. I believe it is someone much more sinister. This person or these people need to be exposed. We are truly at the crossroads. It is we, the people, versus they, the few elites. Billionaires and technocrats are now shaping our world. They are, in fact, shaping the entire world. And in the world globe, the entire scheme of things suggest a one-world government, suggest a great reset that has as its primary goal the not just the destruction of the American population or the common people of the world, but the goal to put the entire world into a system of slavery for the sake of power to the elites. We are in a war between the self-driven versus the government mandated. And if we don't get going, and if we don't stand up and maintain our good old American independence that made us once a very great nation, then we are in for our, a terrible ride. Freedom versus slavery is the issue, and it has nothing to do with color. Having been a military man and traveling to other countries, many of them third world, 
I can say with certainty that I want no part of it, and neither does any other freedom-loving human being. We have to take action. So if you are a freedom lover, then think about it. What battles must we absolutely win to save America? I've given this a whole lot of thought. I am a retired military officer. I am currently an inactive physician who has practiced for over 20 years. And I am an ordained minister. I have trained and studied the Bible extensively. What I see for the sustainment of freedom in America may sound unique and may sound very commonsensical, if you will. I have given it a great deal of thought, and I believe that we do have a few battles that absolutely must be won if we are to maintain our free republic as a people of liberty in the home of the brave. You're listening to Unity Without Compromise with Dr. Steve LaTulip on America Out Loud Talk Radio. We need to take a short break, and then I'll be back to discuss what I consider the five battles that must be won to save America. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep can be infuriating. Your mind races. You toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's digital age makes it even harder. You're not alone with this struggle. Poor sleep affects over 70% of Americans. Even the Centers for Disease Control label insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. To take back your sleep, Healthy Cell has created REM Sleep, the only sleep supplement made to support all four stages of human sleep with calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support delivered in a patent-pending, pill-free, ultra-absorption microgel formula that tastes great. Fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deeply, and wake up refreshed with Healthy Cell's REM Sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. AmericaOutloud.com. Simply put, we're patriots who believe in Ronald Reagan's vision of a shining city on a hill. From sea to shining sea, you can listen in on iHeartRadio. Our free apps are on Apple, Android, or Alexa, or our world-class media player. America Out Loud Talk Radio liberty and justice for all. Welcome back. This is Steve LaTulip on Unity Without Compromise on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Today I've been discussing the battles that are essential to be fought and won if America is to be saved. I hope by now that you are convinced that America 
is not being threatened with war, but that America is now, in fact, at war. We are in a fight for our lives. We're in a fight for our freedom. We're in a fight to save our Constitution from the tyrants who wish to destroy it. We are in a fight for everything that has truly made America great. Can we win? Absolutely. If we can identify the most crucial battles and fight like a true American patriot. What are the crucial battles that must be won? Well, as I see it, there are five. They are not the only battles by any means. And I could be wrong in prioritizing them, but as I see it, we need to win five battles to make America a free nation that will persevere for years and years to come. When you boil down all the lessons in history, and when you take away all the natural biases that each one of us harbors because of our current circumstances, for example, our job, uh, our religious background, our childhood influences, what is left? Consider all the factors that truly must be in place to keep America free long into the future. What does it really come down to? What battles must be won to save America? It's a very important question. It's one that needs to be answered. Can we win? Well, let me deal with that question first, because many people are not optimistic. Many people feel that America is doomed and that we need to strap in our seatbelts and prepare for the crash landing that is imminent. Many people have lost hope in America. I have not lost hope. I am an optimist, but also a realist. I do believe that we can win this war, and when we do, America will be stronger than ever. We will repeat the victory of the Revolutionary War that was fought and won in 1776. But first, we need to recognize a prerequisite. Before we can ever win any battle, we must first recognize the fact that we are at war. Does the average American perceive this? I really don't know. And truthfully, I don't think so. The recognized president of the United States of America has just told the American people that Americans will do as the government says or else. Did you hear it? F-15s and nukes threaten those who wish to resist if you listen to Joe Biden. Resist? Should we submit then because of that threat? How did you react to this statement? Did you recognize it for the threat that it is? We might still, are, we might still actually call ourselves a Christian nation because this is what America has been. But by no means do we, as a conglomerate body, of Americans still behave like one. But we, the people, are collectively being carried along in a direction that we don't wish to go. We 
are currently being ruled by the most corrupt, the most dictatorial, and the most ungodly leadership this country has ever known. If you compare and contrast, for example, in the 1930s, no businesses were ever opened on Sunday mornings because everybody was attending church services. Now, that's a generic everybody, not everybody, but the great majority of people were Christ-minded, were Bible-oriented, were church-going, because there was the strength of America. But by the 1960s, a new revolution began. Think of Woodstock, which seems to symbolize the signs of, of the time. It was a time of rebellion. It was a time to question and resist authority. It was a time to do whatever feels good. And suddenly, the word sin became obsolete. It was the beginning of a very slippery slope. And ever so gradually, at an imperceivable pace, America began to drift away from the structure that once made it so successful. America, since that time, has been all but taken over. And this takeover did not happen by coincidence. It didn't happen overnight either. It was well-planned and fully coordinated through powerful government agencies, but also through a drifting away from the Christian standard. And the coup is ongoing, and they are achieving much success. It's true, bullets may not be flying, but the war against America has certainly begun. And frankly, I don't like what I see. The defection against American loyalty is actually a defection from a self-regulating morality. The average American citizen years ago had a standard of self-preservation and a standard of morality that inspired each individual in America to hold up its own, to bear responsibilities and to be accountable for one's actions. This is gone. In large part, the great majority of Americans have become dependent on the government. They have abandoned their individuality. The great American who could stand on his own two feet is virtually gone. This is what is destroying America. The cost of an abandonment of, of loyalty to nation, of an ethical standard and an inner morality is very costly. It's just the opposite of what the defector expects. When you put aside virtue and values that strengthen the nation, then the nation suffers. In their entitlement state, people now seek freedom from all care, while at the same time, they want to be fully taken care of by the government. They seek, cover, uh, they seek comfort over freedom, and this is disastrous. They seek no responsibility, but they do want authority over all that benefits them. They want to be allowed the right to free education, to free medical care, to everything free. They want the handouts, and America cannot sustain this type of a mentality. 
America will destroy itself. And so I would suggest that there are five battles that must be won if America is to survive a free constitutional republic. If we are to remain a free people, the very first thing that needs to be fought and won is election integrity. From a citizen perspective, this is the most immediate and critical battle being waged at this time. If we cannot count on our vote having an impact on the election of our leaders, then we are no longer a free people. Election integrity is crucial to sustaining a free America. I am so proud of the Arizona Republicans who should be commended for their heroic efforts to expose the voter fraud. The results are still pending. What will they show? Well, I think the writing is on the wall. I think we are seeing that voter fraud is rampant. Now, these are likely to be exposed uh, in the swing states, and that's good. But I would suggest that voter fraud is taking place in all 50 states. When voter fraud is not even recognized, how can it be uh, effectively fought? I live in the wonderful, beautiful state of Oregon that is now monopolized by a Marxist governor, Kate Brown. Because Kate Brown has instituted an unlawful mandate, an emergency order that is perpetuated now through to the end of 2021, I am not allowed to practice medicine. The Oregon Medical Board stated that I will receive my license back. My medical license will be returned to me once Kate Brown removes her emergency order. Now, she just opened up Oregon. Oregon is the last of 50 states to be opened up, allowed to go places without masking, no more shutdowns for the moment. But you know what's coming. Nonetheless, I do not believe that Kate Brown was elected. I believe that voter fraud has determined the outcome of all politics in Oregon for many years. In fact, it goes back to the first time that voter ballots were mailed in. And since that time, the Democrats have reigned without any significant challenge. But what will the remaining states show when the voter fraud is exposed? And how do we get control of it? Will other states follow suit with Arizona? Several of them are right now, and more will come about seeing how important this is. But what about the blue states? How will they be forced to maintain integrity when you have a state like Colorado refusing to do an investigation? The election system must be brought under control. We must have voter photo IDs, signature matching, nothing less will do. But even then we have challenges because Governor Kate Brown has authorized photo IDs in the form of driver's license being allowed 
to illegal aliens. How do we get control of that? You decide. It must be done or America will never have a free election again. The second battle that absolutely must be won if America is to maintain its freedom is border security. A nation without borders has no national identity whatsoever. Daily, a criminal element is infiltrating our country now as we speak. And these are criminals. These are lawbreakers. And many of them have long records of criminal activity. Many of our own citizens have been killed by those who have illegally come into our country. And what has been done to them? Nothing. They are released to go and do more harm. This is unacceptable. Our current judicial system protects them rather than punishes them. And what of the victims of these thugs? They receive nothing. No help from the government, no satisfaction through the legal system, absolutely nothing. In fact, our liberal politicians actually favor the illegal aliens over our own citizens. And we are funding them with our taxes, not by choice. The American people are actually paying to support criminals at the cost of their own compromised quality of life. Totally unacceptable. We must win the battle of border security. If we do build that great, big, beautiful wall, then drug trafficking will drop to a very, very slow rate. People trafficking will be much more difficult for the cartels. Children who are being sent alone to the border will stay with their families. A border wall makes for a secure nation. We must win the battle of border security. A third battle that absolutely must be won in order to maintain America as a free constitutional republic is school indoctrination. The American school system is now run by thugs, by liberals and radicals and communists who intend to change the minds of our youth in such a way that the overthrow of our constitutional government will be simple because the children become adults and have no idea of what American history really entails. They are being taught sexual perversion. They are being taught that you can choose your own sex. They are being taught that it doesn't matter what your outward parts show you to be. You can claim to be whatever you want, and that's okay. It won't hurt you. You will be liberated. And in that liberation comes slavery. In that liberation comes a destroyed mind with many psychiatric problems. Our children are now being taught, taught not American history, but they're being taught the doctrine of communism and socialism. 
they are being told that it is good to let the government take care of you. They are being indoctrinated into a socialist communist utopia, a place that is anything but good. Until we get control of the teachers' unions and until we become more active in school boards and take over the education system again so that our children are taught the importance of reading, writing, and arithmetic, American history, science, social etiquette, all of the normal things that children should be taught to, to create a responsible society, then we are doomed. We are a generation away from losing everything. We are a generation away from becoming a pagan nation that will do anything to destroy your fellow man rather than to build up your fellow man. And this just won't work. Well, a fifth battle that must be fought and won to ensure a free America is that of the criminal justice system. With liberty and justice for all were words that once were a test of American citizenship. It was expected that every American citizen was given by God the freedom to be treated with justice. There was no partiality. There was no dividing line between the rich and the poor, the famous and the obscure. There was simply a system of justice for all people in the land from the top to the bottom. However, we see now just the opposite happening. We have a two-tier system. If you have enough money and enough power, you are immune from justice. We see it now rampantly in America. Apparently, holding high-profile people accountable has become unfashionable. When is the last time one has been punished for their crimes? Let me be more specific. When is the last time that a so-called Democrat has been held accountable and punished for their crimes? We have to eliminate this two-tiered justice system. As the saying goes, nobody is above the law. And this is a slogan that even the Democrats and the liberals have maintained in their deceptive mode. But the truth is nobody should be above the law. Do you think we'll ever get any satisfaction in seeing justice brought to Hillary for the Benghazi scheme? What about Bill Clinton and all of his activities on a certain island? What do we do with the FBI that is now so blatantly corrupt that they cannot be trusted to do anything in the defense of America? And what about the multiple elitist criminals who censor us? I am so pleased to hear that President Trump is now suing Google and Facebook and Twitter. These elitists have to be destroyed. They have to be held accountable. They are breaking the law. They are totally defying constitutional law. If these people are not 
held accountable, then where is justice? When have we seen anyone brought to accountability for their criminal activities? And do please recognize these as crimes. When free speech is taken from us on social media platforms, the First Amendment has been violated. Remember that. In order for an effective coup to take place against America, the citizenship of America must be silenced. And they, the propaganda war of the enemy must be won. And the way that they can do this is to shut us down on all social media platforms. This has been a challenge. And for this reason, I am so excited that President Trump has just started a new platform called Getter, G-E-T-T-R. Please check it out. It is uncensored. Criminals, regardless of their position in life, regardless of their financial status or their power, because they are in high positions, they must be held accountable. We must have a judicial system that actually works. Criminal justice must be for all people, from the top to the bottom. So there you have it. Election integrity, border security, school indoctrination, the authority of the Constitution, and criminal justice are the five battles that are essential to maintaining and sustaining a free America. Will we fight those battles? Will we win the battles? It all depends. Can we actually win these battles? Think about it. The elitists are few. There are not many of them who are controlling us. But these few elites are very powerful and very influential with all their financial assets because so many people do worship money rather than worship God. So who will stop them if not us? Who will hold them accountable if not the American citizen? Think of the condition America is in right now. The military is being sissified. The military, the force to defend America, is being sissified by our current Democrat, communist, radical leaders in this country. The police are being defunded. They are being defunded. They are being discouraged because they cannot do their job. The physicians cannot do their job properly. If so, they are threatened with loss of their job. Unfortunately, the healthcare system is still a mess. And the schools are but indoctrination camps. The scales of justice have been discarded into the liberal wastebasket. And elections have been rigged in a huge way. And therefore, your vote is null and void. Unless we win these battles, we are dead in the water. The truth is, if we don't win these battles, then the darkest chapter in American history is just now about to be written. And how will this chapter read? How will it end? 
Nobody knows for sure, but we do know that history does repeat itself. Communism is communism. Slavery is slavery. Oppression is oppression. And these have occurred time and time again. But where have they occurred? They have occurred in godless societies. If we fail to recognize that we are now engaged in an all-out war, then winning simply is not an option. If we fail to act and continue to be silent, then we have already lost this war. And if we have the attitude that the problems are too big for me to take on, then all is lost. We must remember that the romantic notion that the cavalry will not uh, come riding through uh, at the last moment is not going to happen. It simply is not a popular theme outside of the movies. In real life, if we don't take control of this situation, then we will be destroyed. It is time to put on our boots and to start marching. Now, I have listed the five battles that must be fought and won in America, but in reality... The greatest battle in America is spiritual. If the people of America are incapable of self-governance in matters of morality and justice and personal accountability, then only an act of God is able to change the outcome of these battles. It's a scary thought given the current situation in America where we have drifted away from the biblical standard. Victory in the present war is going to require a turning back to God, to the God of the Bible, our once and for all standard that directs the heart and soul of every American patriot. If we are internally motivated to submit to God and to his truths, then America does have a chance at surviving this war. In order to take out the bad guys, we need to know first that we can do it. It's not that difficult because the elitists may be very powerful and very oppressive, but they are really very few, but their influence is widespread. And to win these essential battles, we need more everyday Americans to stand up and be heard, just as has been happening recently such as with concerned parents speaking against critical race theory. I am so proud of all the patriots who are now stepping forward and resisting, taking a stand against this evil. We need to recruit more such people. If we stand firm against them, then they haven't a chance in hell of victory. It's just a fact. We, the people, are stronger than they, the elites. But if we sit around and do nothing, then that very small elite army will see victory and they'll make us pay dearly for our spiritual and moral laziness. We ought not to make it happen. I must forever encourage people to return to the Bible because that is what made America great. Perhaps turning to God's word for the very first time, if you do not know what Christianity, real Christianity, is all about, 
would be a very good start for you, the patriot who doesn't know God. I have seen its good work in many thousands of people. The word of God is not only refreshment to the soul, but it is also eternal life. And nothing, absolutely nothing inspires a person to act against evil and to do good and to walk humbly with God than a daily encounter with God in his word. Battles will be fought from now until the return of Christ. They will be fought and some of those battles will be bloody. But without God, freedom is impossible. With God's help, we surely can win all of these battles before us, but we must do our part. We must always act. We must be willing to sacrifice our money, our time. We must be willing to pray without ceasing. If we become warriors for Christ and warriors for freedom, then we cannot lose. This is Unity Without Compromise with Dr. Steve Latulip on America Out Loud Talk Radio. The war against America is a war against God, but it's a war so very worth fighting. I hope you'll join me in that fight. I hope you will make your life count. Until next week, adieu.